Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Abgenommen bedauert. Night Beat Hi, this is Randy Stone. I cover the Night Beat for the Chicago Star. You know, stories start out in many different ways. Tonight's story started when I walked into a nice little guy's private world and it blew up right in my face. Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. When the streetcars and the subways spill out their thousands of tired ones who scurry off into a million directions to find home, that's when my job begins. I start walking, looking for my story so that you can read about it in your morning newspaper and feel good because it didn't happen to you. Tonight I got my story fast, just walking down Madison Street, west, away from the center of things. I kept walking past the shooting gallery, the nickel arcade with the peep shows and the fortune-telling machines. The jukebox taverns. <laughs> Madison Street, the quick route to happiness with the world's worst hangover. And then straight ahead of me was Pop Gordon's training gym. That's where the public pays 30 cents to watch fellas training to beat each other's brains out. You know, when I got inside, it looked like just one of those fights. And then I heard one voice over the other. It was a voice I knew. Somebody call the cops and get that punchy loon out of here. You yelling stupid bums, Ollie, you laughed at me. What's the matter, Pop? Me, Yeah. This crazy owl's gone clear off his rocker. But that's Billy. Yeah. Somebody call the cops. Wait a second, Pop. He's all right. Sure, sure. Listen to him. Anybody lays a glove on me gets killed. You're Only one place for a loon like that in the bughouse. I'm going to get the cops and have this owl tied up. Oh, now, wait a minute, Pop. Let me uh, talk to him. Randy, stay away from that lad. Five of us couldn't hold him. He knows me. Randy, the guy's gone nuts. I... Yeah. Yeah, like I said, everybody's scared of getting the same... Hey, Billy! Billy! What? Hi, Billy. How's it going? Uh, you coming in with me? No, sure, sure. Make me a big man getting into the same ring with a champ. Well, that's me, champ. And you're a two-bit bum. Well, that's a thumbnail description if I ever heard one. Admit it. The truth. A two-bit bum. Admit it. I admit it. I admit it, Billy. Yeah, but you don't mean it. You're laughing at me like the rest of me. You're laughing at me. Billy, I never laughed at you in my life. You're laughing? Well, I'll show you what happens to anybody who laughs at Billy the Kid. <laughs> As the world flew away in all directions, I dimly remembered how the sports writers used to speak so respectfully of Billy's fast left hand. But brother, if they knew what I just found out about his right. When the fog finally cleared, Pop Gordon was bending over me, and there were a lot of other faces, too. But I didn't see Billy when I stood up. You okay, Randy? Oh, this is being okay. I don't want any part of it. He slugged you, but good. Where is he? Well, he took off before the cops come. Took off before anybody could grab him. I don't blame him. Yeah. I let that bum come in the gym and sit around. Everybody else pays 30 cents but him. I let him free. What's he do, huh? What's he do? He busts loose. He blows his top. But why? What happened to Billy? 
Oh, I don't know. Tonight I catch him putting a bite on my customers. Two bits here, a dime there. Billy was panhandling? Sure. Like I said, I didn't like it, so I tell him. And then when? I don't know. I'm over at the other side of the gym. I hear somebody laugh, and the next thing I know, the owl's swinging like a windmill. He's going to kill everybody just for being around. He ought to be tied up. Uh-huh, just like that, huh? Yeah, he ain't safe. What do you want, the Black Mariah to come around, cart him away like a load of rubbish? Yeah, but for his own good. Oh, Pop. Yeah. Remember when he was champ? He packed him in every club where he fought. He had a dollar or five dollars for anybody who held out a hand. So? What are you getting at? Well, now he's got no one, Pop, and now he's out in the cold. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'll forget the cops. But we still got to put him away. Well, all right, sure, but let's do it as painless as possible. I'll, uh... I'll keep him with me tonight, and then tomorrow... We'll... You going after him? Yeah, which way'd he go? Uh, straight up the streets, but watch out, Randy. He blows his lid. Yeah, I know, don't worry. I don't want any rematch. I'd like to know why he blew his lid in the first place, and my jaw in the second place. I'd known Billy a long time. A sweet, gentle guy who always seemed to be living in a world all of his own. A world that nobody else knew about and cared less. And now he was in trouble. In his mood, he might hurt someone. Or worse, he might get himself hurt. I must have walked for half an hour before I finally spotted him. He was standing on a corner. I stopped and watched him for a couple of minutes. I watched his hesitant and embarrassed panhandling. Then I walked over to him slowly. Hello, Billy. What? Oh, hi, hi, Randy, old pal, old pal, hi. You want some company? Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> good, good. Randy, wh where you been keeping yourself? I, I ain't seen you for a couple of weeks. You haven't seen me for a couple of weeks? Well, I, I thought maybe you'd forget an old pal, huh? No, you're not the kind of a fellow one forgets, champ. Mm -mm. Now, what was the uh, trouble back at the gym? Gym? What gym? Pop Gordon's. Pop's place? Yeah. Well, well let's go. I, I gotta help Pop. He, he's a good joe, you know. He never charges me nothing. Wait a minute, hold on a second, Billy. Hold on. Yeah? Weren't you at the gym tonight? Oh, no, not tonight. I, I've been here. And you didn't, uh, massage my chin? You, you're giving me a rib. Well, what you looking at me for like that, Randy? Forget it, Billy. You, you was just ribbing, huh? Oh, sure. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I like ribs. I, not giving the hot foot nothing like that, but funny ribs that, that don't hurt nobody. Oh, no, sure. <laughs> can I ask you a $64 question? Well, sure not. You, you can ask me anything, Randy, anything. I saw you a minute ago, Billy. What? I never seen you ask for a touch before. Uh, I, I, I ain't never gonna do it no more, but... But, Randy, I, I got it tonight. I, I got to get a few bucks. Maybe 15. I already got $2. Maybe Why 15. do you need $15? What? I, I, I got to get a new suit. A new suit? What's so special about tonight, Billy? What? That, that, there's something I, I got to do. It. I just got to do it, Randy. I got to have 15, but... Hey, them scars. Hey! Is that you, Randy? Yeah. Oh, Sullivan! Yeah. Randy... Don't let him pick me up for panhandling, please. No, I won't, please Billy. Don't. Now, you wait here. Wait here. I'll be right back. Yeah. yeah. That's Billy back there, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, Sullivan. Why? Heard you had a little trouble with him back at the gym. Mm. Maybe we ought to put him in the tank for the night. Keep him out of trouble, huh? Look, uh, look, Sullivan. Huh? He's going away tomorrow for a long time. Oh, like that, huh? Yeah, that, that's it. This is his last night out. Yeah, I see. Okay, good. That's the way I do it myself. I'll see you around, Randy, but keep an eye on him. Yeah, I'll watch him like a hawk. Thanks, Sullivan. So long. Uh, well, what they say, Randy? They, they ain't gonna pick me up for mooching on it. They, they ain't gonna... No, no, no. Of course not. Uh, look, uh, Billy, how'd you like to come to my apartment for a while? Oh, I can't. I told you. I, I gotta get 15 bucks. Well, we'll talk about it. Well, I gotta get it tonight. Now, I gotta get a new soup because... Because... Yeah, go, go on. Why? I, I can't be wearing this crummy rag when, when I see her. Not when, when I see her. I didn't know what he meant. But whatever had made him go crazy at the gym, whatever had made him hit me was tied in with her. Who she was, I didn't know, and I wasn't sure that he knew 
I finally talked him into going to my place, and when we went in, I watched that slow, gentle smile come over his face. Hey, this place is a number one. Yeah. Sit down, Billy. I ain't got much time. Just a couple of minutes. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, I'm awful tired, Randy. Seems like a lot of things has happened tonight, you know. I, I'm kind of tired. Sure. Want a drink, Billy? Oh, no. I, I, I never touch it, you know that. Yeah. And you never panhandled before. Well, I, I ain't gonna do that no more just tonight. I, I never bummed off of nobody. I paid my own way. Come anything, I, I paid my own way. Yeah, that's why I want to know why you're putting the bite on people tonight. I ain't gonna tell you. You, you, you laugh. I won't laugh. You will. So somebody else laughed when I told you. Some, somebody laughed and... Well, when, when somebody laughs at me, I don't like it. I All right, easy, you, I, easy, buddy. I, easy, easy. I, easy. I, Come on now. That's better. I, I tell you, I, I gotta get 15 bucks. Hey, hey, look, look, look at this. What's that, Billy? I, I cut it out of the paper today. I, I seen it. Hey, you, you take a look at it, huh? You, you read what it All says. Right. Mrs. Walter Compton and her husband... Yeah? Yeah, go on, that's more... Prominent society leaders of New York will be in town tonight. They're staying at the Lake Shore and... I can't go there in this crummy rag. Well, why do you have to see her? What? Well, I, I gotta tell her something. It's getting late, Randy. I, I gotta get... I'll lend you the $15, Billy. You? Oh, no. No, I pay my own way. Well, pay it back whenever you get a job. No, I don't want any handouts. It's just a loan, Billy. It's a loan. What? <laughs> uh, thanks, Randy. You, you're a champ. Now, now tell me why you got to see her. You, you ain't gonna laugh? I, I can take anything but that, anything. I won't laugh, Billy. No, I, I, I guess you wouldn't. Okay. You, you remember once I was champ? Oh, right? everybody knows you were champ. Now, what about her, Mrs. Compton? Yeah. Well, it's one night after a fight, see? I ain't champ yet, but I'm punching right up to the top, see? Okay, but this one fight, she ain't there, so... I go to see her at her place. She's there. She's there. And so when I walk... Who's that? It's me, Billy. Where are you? Yeah, out in a minute. Sure. Hey, I win tonight. I said I win tonight, Edna. Yeah, I heard on the radio. Well? Well, what? It don't mean a thing? Sure. Means a lot, I guess. You guess. <laughs> a kid for a dollar who's going to marry the next middleweight champ, you sure take things like a lump of ice. Yeah. Edna, anything wrong? Nope. Oh, there is. Okay, something's wrong. Have it your way. <laughs> you, you, you wasn't at the fight tonight, baby. I, I looked for you. It took me three, four rounds to get going because I didn't see you. You won. Oh, kid, look at me. Sure. The eye got torn open again, huh? Oh, oh that's nothing. Collodion fixed it. Collodion huh? fixes everything, huh? Get cut up, use collodion. That's nice. That puts you all together again. How long do you think you'll stay together? What, what's eating on you, honey? The last two, three weeks. The last been... two, three weeks. The last two, three years. Yeah, that's right. I hate it. You hate what? Oh, shut up. Oh, kid, kid, what's wrong? You and me. Oh, I don't get it. The only thing you do get is a measly few bucks for getting your head knocked off. Oh, I'm a fighter, So you're honey. a fighter. All right, fight. But count me out. Oh, now, wait a I've minute. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for him to carry you home. Me? <laughs> me? It can't happen, huh? Well, all of a sudden, you start blowing your top. It's not all of a sudden. You said it. You said there was something wrong for the last two, three years. Okay. Okay, spill it. I'm through, Billy. Washed up. Finished. What? You and me. Done. Since when? Since right now. <laughs> oh, baby, it's just the eye. You see me this way and you... <laughs> the eye. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, Edna. Don't laugh at me. I take anything but being laughed at. It is a laugh. Oh, now listen, Julie. honey... I don't care if you get punched all over the state. I don't care if you get your brains rattled so hard. It's Edna. me I care about from now on. Okay. So I'll be champ. So, so you'll get your fur coat. Not from you... you. 
Not from a guy who's beginning to look like a punching bag instead of a man. Look at me. Take a good look. I am. Yeah, I am. I got looks. I got class. I can do all right. I still don't get it. All right, I'll lay it on the line for you. Want me to? Go ahead. I'm not going to tie myself to a punchy character. I'm not going to have to walk in nice places with a guy whose face is... Well, look at her. Go on, take a look in the mirror. You see what I mean? You want me to quit? I don't care if you do or not, because it's too late, Billy. It's too late. Uh, Edna, you, you shouldn't say this. <laughs> Please, Edna, don't go. That's the way it was, Randy. That, that's the way it was. Yeah, I see. Look, Billy, you don't want to go and see her after that. I, I tell you, Randy, I, I got to see her. There's something I got to tell her. and It's got to be tonight because tomorrow she, she'll be gone. Billy, how do you know that she'll... Well, that she'll see you? Oh, I know. I know because there's something I, I ain't told you. There's something, something I ain't never going to tell nobody. And... Uh, Randy, please, please, don't, don't try to stop me. Please, don't let nobody try to stop me, because, because if, if they do, I'll, I'll kill them. You are listening to Nightbeat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. Billy said he'd kill anybody who'd try to stop him from seeing Mrs. Walter Compton. I looked at his scarred face and into his eyes. A wild fever you see in the eyes of a dog everyone says is mad, but only wants a drink of water. And then... Uh, I guess I, I shouldn't have said that, Randy. Well, let's forget it for a minute, Billy. Now, tell me, why do you want to see her? <laughs> you don't understand dames, huh? <laughs> no, my mother never told me. Well, well... She gives me the brush, see, like I tell you. She, she gives me the brush, but, but she does it for me, see? She, she don't want me to get my brains knocked out, see? Yeah, I'm, I'm beginning to see, Billy. Sure, but me, I got no sense, so, so I don't see it her way. So I, I, I let her walk out, and I don't see her no more. Not until I get hold of that paper today. And tonight you want to see her? To say what, Billy? Well, but don't you see? She loves me. All these years, she, she never lets up, and I... I I, I want to tell her it's okay, that maybe her and me, we can start all over like, see? Uh, what's the matter, Randy? Nothing. Nothing, Billy. Look, don't let anybody kid you, pal. You're still champion. Oh, I ain't nothing. But, uh, oh, I, I gotta go now. I, I gotta get 15 bucks for a Now, seat. look, look, you're tired. You need a shave. Maybe take a shower. You thought of that? No. All right, now you wait here and take a shower and a shave, and I'll bring a suit back for you. Is that a deal? Oh, gee, you, you're a champ, Randy, a real champ. I might be gone for a little while, Billy, but when I come back, everything will be okay. Sure. Okay. There was only one thing for me to do, go and see Mrs. Walter Compton. I made sure that Billy couldn't leave my apartment. I locked the door from the outside. I didn't want him picked up before he had the chance to see her. To see the woman around whom he'd built a whole world of fantasy in which he'd lived for so many years. I didn't want that world to come down around his ears. My newspaper pass got me in to see Mrs. Walter Compton in her suite at the lakeshore. You're Mr. Stone? Yes, I am, Mrs. Compton. You're from the newspaper? Well, I'm not on newspaper business, uh, Mrs. Compton, not tonight. This is more personal. Really? Well, what can I, um... Do for me? Uh, nothing. Then please get to the point, Mr. Stone. My husband will be here shortly with guests. How soon? An hour. Why? Well, uh, because it concerns someone you used to know. Really? Who? Billy Candell. Billy Candell? Yes, he was better known as Billy the Kid, once middleweight champion of the world. Oh, I'd forgotten. <laughs> and I was glad to. Uh, Mrs. Compton, he's coming here tonight to see you. What? He's coming? <laughs> How stupid can you get? Well, for a lot of people, it's not hard to be stupid or uh, heartless. Yours must be a rather sentimental column, Mr. Stone. Uh, yes, it's about people. 
You better go. Look, uh, please see, Billy, what can you lose? It's out of the question. Listen, all he wants is to tell you something. He wants to tell you that... that he knows that you still love him. What? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, now listen to me, please. Now, tomorrow he's going to... Well, he's going where he can rest. He's sick, Mrs. Compton. He's desperately sick. Let's not be so polite. The word is punch drunk, I believe. You want me to see a lunatic? No, he's not. And I'll be here when he comes. We'll keep it between us three. Do you know what you're asking? Yes, I'm asking you to give a guy a few minutes of his world. Make it real for him. Tell him anything. Tell him you still love him. Then he'll go away. After tomorrow, you'll never see him or hear from him again. You're asking me to receive that... that thing and to bring him into this hotel where everyone can see him? You know what that means? Well, to him, yes. I'm talking about myself. Myself, Mr. Stone. Yes, I'd like to get off that subject for a moment. It's the only subject that matters. If you don't see him, he'll crack up all the way. That happened long ago. Good evening, Mr. Stone. Three minutes of your time. I said no. Did you hear, Mr. Stone? I said no. Okay, lady, I'm going. Uh, Thank you for everything that's been lovely. You needn't be sarcastic, Mr. Stone. Oh, needn't I be? Look, Queenie, I got a little spot announcement for you. Billy owes you a vote of thanks. You'll never know it, but she gave him the biggest break of his life when you walked out on him years ago. Oh, really? Yes, positively. Tonight you're giving him even a bigger break. Tell me about it, Mr. Stone. Yes, I'll tell you. <laughs> the only thing that poor guy's got left is his memory of a girl named Edna. Any resemblance between that memory and you was strictly coincidental. Goodbye. <laughs> I was glad to get out into the fresh air. All the way back to my apartment, I kept thinking of what I'd tell Billy. How I'd tell him. Then as I walked across the lobby toward the elevator... Mr. Stone, Mr. Stone! Uh, Oh, what is it, Charlie? Here's a message for you. Okay. You are, Mr. Stone. Thank you. How long ago he leave this? Oh, what, just a few minutes after you left. (laughs) Did you know you left him locked in? He called down. He asked me to open the door. Yeah, did he say where he was Uh, going? No, 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 just that he couldn't wait for you any longer. Oh, that is on the note. How'd he look? How'd he look? Well, I mean, anything unusual about him? No, I... He had on one of your suits, I remember now, that that pinstripe one. He must have stolen. No, he didn't steal anything. Now, listen to me. Uh, I'm going to the Lakeshore Hotel. If he comes back here, get in touch with me there. Mrs. Compton's suite. Mrs. Compton's suite, yes. Oh, and listen, I think you'd better call the police. But as for Kalski, remember that Kalski? Kalski. Tell him to meet me at the Lakeshore Hotel and quick. I took a cab, and I took the shortest way to the lakeshore. I watched the pavements looking for Billy, but I didn't see him. He had some money on him, and he must have taken a cab himself. And then I was back at the lakeshore, talking with the clerk at the desk there. Yes, sir, there was a a man here of that description. He asked that a call be put through to Mrs. Compton's suite. And was it? Well, sir, he he was a rather... Yes, yes, I, I know, I know. So he didn't get through. Oh, I called Mrs. Compton's suite myself and told her... That is, I described the man. I... Yes, go ahead. What'd she say? That on no account was I to put him through or send him upstairs. Oh, well. Okay, that's something. What'd he do then? He left immediately. Which way? Oh, I'm afraid I didn't notice, sir. I was registering some new guests and I paid no attention. Okay, to thank you very much. I had to find Billy before... Well, before what? What would he do? Where would he go? I asked myself those questions as I walked slowly along, watching for him... Hoping to see that pathetic figure in my pinstripe suit. Hoping I'd get to him before someone else stopped him. I was afraid of what might happen or could happen. And then I saw him, just past the Lakeshore Hotel, shambling slowly along, his shoulders hunched against the wind that cut in off the lake. I ran and caught up with him. Billy! Billy! What? Oh, hi, Randy. Hi. What what you doing over here? Oh, I just, uh, looking around. Why'd you leave my apartment? What? Oh, well, well, you was gone so long, and I had to get going, see? Oh, sure. Come on, let's walk. Yeah. Hey, I, I borrowed one of your suits. It, uh, it's a, a real champ suit, all right. You, you mind, huh? You no, mind? no, Billy, none at all. Did you see her? Oh, oh, sure. What, you did? Yeah, I see her. Billy, they wouldn't let you go up, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, but, but, uh... I, I went up the back. The back, Billy. Now, look at me. Are you sure? Oh, sure. And and, and she still loves me, Randy. I, I said everything was okay. She's crazy about me like, like she always was. What did she tell you? Well, she she didn't want to talk to me. You know how she is. But then I told her I love her, and, and she loves me. Yeah? Uh, Billy. Uh, Billy. 
I'm tired, Randy. Lots of things happened tonight. Lots of things. Yeah, I know. What do you say we go someplace for coffee? Yeah, yeah, I'd like that. I'm awful tired. And when I get real rested good, I'll go back to see her. Her and me, we'll start over again. Hey, hey, this is where she lives, you know. Yeah. Look, I, I got to see her once more, Randy. Maybe she'll talk to me this time. Huh? Not tonight anymore, Billy. No, but I, I want her to talk to me. Well, I don't. She will. Yeah, she will. She loves me. Billy, now listen to me. You let me go up there first. I'll talk to her and fix everything, okay? Well, tell her not to act like a kid. Tell her to talk to me. Yes, sure, sure. I'll tell her, but you must put... Hey, Stone? Yes, Kolsky? Put in a call for us? Oh, yes, I did. It's okay now. I found him. What's she call the cops for, Randy? Oh, Kalski's not a cop. He's a pal of yours. Huh? He thinks you're the greatest fighter that ever lived. He always wanted to talk to you about your big fight. Oh, sure, sure. But but we're busy now. I, I'll talk to you about it later, Kalski. I gotta see somebody. Billy, I promised you I'd see her, remember? You, you're gonna tell her I'll be waiting? Sure, sure. Now, you just stay with Kalski here. Tell him uh, about the night you won the belt. Anything the matter, Stone? No, no, no. Just keep him here. I'll answer questions later. Now, Billy. Yeah? Promise me you'll stay right here. You, you won't stay long, huh? J- just tell her she loves me and, and and I want her to talk to me. Sure, I will. Okay, now you wait here. I didn't think it would do any good to see her again, but I wanted to give Billy a good memory to take along. I saw her all right, but she didn't talk to me either. I went back downstairs and out to the street. I hadn't been gone more than five minutes, but they were the longest five minutes of my life. Brother, I was beat. Hey, hey, Rhonda, you see her, huh? You see her? Yeah, I saw her, Billy. What did she say? You tell me what she said. Well, I told her. Hey, Stone, how long does this go on? This is a prowl car, not a bus. Yeah, we're coming along with you. Yeah, what's the idea? Get in the back, Billy. Yeah, I'm kind of tired. I'd kind of like to... Right at your place, Randy. Sure. Take us to the precinct, Kalski. Listen, Randy. Did you see his girl? Yes, I saw her, but she didn't talk to me either. I guess she laughed once too often. She's dead. Huh? All right, now just take it easy, Kalski. The poor guy doesn't even know that he killed her. are going out all over the city, even those neon signs on Madison Street. I've got to write my piece and put it in the slot, but what can I say? The story of a one-sided love? Well, if that's what love does to you, I'll stick to Pinochle. It's a funny thing about love, isn't it? Let someone get up and talk about hate, and he's hailed as a new leader. Let him speak of love, and he's ridiculed, he's spat upon, and... Even nailed to a cross. Love is the greatest thing, the oldest yet the latest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Copy, boy. Night Beat, a new dramatic series, stars Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. Tonight's story was written by Russell Hughes. Night Beat is edited by Larry Marcus and directed by Warren Lewis. Music by Frank Worth. The part of the prize fighter was played by Bill Conrad. Others in tonight's cast were Lorene Tuttle, Bill Lally, Larry Dobkin, and Leo Cleary. Frank Lovejoy will next be seen in Milton Sperling's production, Rock Bottom, released by Warner Brothers. Listen next week at this same time and every week as Randy Stone searches through the city for the strange stories waiting for him in the darkness. The stories that come out of the shadows to find their way into Night Beat. There's another great action-packed program you'll enjoy listening to on NBC every Sunday. It's Christopher London with Glenn Ford in the title role. 
Christopher London was created especially for radio by the world's most widely read mystery writer, Earl Stanley Gardner. You'll truly enjoy this fast-moving mystery adventure series when you tune to NBC next Sunday on most of these same NBC stations. Stay tuned for Brian Donlevy and Dangerous Assignment on NBC. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Night Beat. Hi, this is Randy Stone. I cover the night beat for the Chicago Star. Stories start many different ways. This one started, strangely enough, with the flame of a match, whose feeble glow lit up a lightened face in the darkness, a frightened face twisted by an agonizing fear of death. Night Beat. Starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. The night is a thief, some poet once wrote, that steals the colors from the day. It's kind of pretty if you like words, but for my doll, they're not exactly true. Because there are colors at night. The burning red of passion, the angry green of jealousy and the ugly, terrifying black of fear. This was one of those nights when pickings were slim. I'd cover the town from Henrici's Bar in the Mart, out to Hyler's on the North Shore, and back downtown again with nothing to show for it. I was taking a shortcut through Lincoln Park to pick up my car. At that time of night, the park was pretty deserted, except for this girl walking up ahead of me, not a bad silhouette, I might add, against the distant light. We were about halfway through the park when suddenly she stopped and threw herself onto a bench at the side of the path. There was something almost desperate about the way she did it. I ran up to her. <sighs> Excuse me, are you all right? Yes, I'm all right. Well, I thought maybe you were sick or something. I told you I'm all right. Would you please let me alone? Oh, now look, lady, it's not what you think. I, uh... Well, this park, at this time of night, it's no place for a girl to sit around by herself. I don't need any help, just... Go away. Oh, sure, sure. I'll get lost. I can see you're all right. Only you don't mind if I just sit here and smoke a cigarette before I go? It's a public park. I don't care what you do. Thank you. You care for a cigarette? No. Of course, in order to really enjoy a smoke, you've got to have a match first. <laughs> I said in order to enjoy a smoke, you've got I to... heard you. Here. Thank you. Here. Keep the book. No, no, you better hang on to these. I won't need them. Well, you might need them later tonight. After tonight, I won't need anything. Oh, now, wait a minute. That's no way to talk. The only time you're not going to need anything, sister, is after you're dead. Why did you say that? What? That about being dead. For no reason. Why? Because after tonight, I will be. The girl jumped up and started running. Here was a kid that was afraid, afraid of death or afraid of life. But then, isn't everybody? I turned the matchbook over and looked at the ad on the cover. Penguin Club. A little all-night jump and jive place over on Clark Street. That's one I've been missing lately. On a hunch, I ambled up North Avenue in that general direction, turned up Clark a ways, and there it was. It was good to get inside out of that wind. Check your hat and coat, mister. No, thanks. I'm just looking around. Can I get you a table? It's almost the end of the floor show. Well, anywhere in the back will be all right. Okay. 
The hat check girl, hostess or whatever she was, walked me through the bar to the edge of the main room. And then I stopped and really did a take. Out in the middle of the dance floor, under a little baby spot, singing in front of a five-piece band, was Little Miss Desperate from the park. Nice voice, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Who is she? Oh, that's Franny. Fran Fowler. Haven't you been in here before? Not for quite a few months. Of course, she hasn't got much experience yet. From out of town, hmm? Someplace over in Wisconsin. Not bad looking, huh? Mm. In everything. Hey, what's wrong with her? She. I don't know. I can't! Well, how do you like that? Come on, folks. Come on, let's give the little girl a great big hand. Nothing like a real sad song to wind up a real sad act. Especially for a real sad tomato type tomato. <laughs> Hey, guys and girls, get over here. Hiya, Peggy, you got some alive one, huh? Hello, Tommy. <laughs> this is Tommy Mason, eh? He the one? Yes, yes, he's quite the one, all right. Gee, Tommy, you, you sure covered up for Franny, all right. Never let down. Keep him going all the time. That's show business. You know how it is, mister. Oh, yes, yes, I've heard. The show must go on. It's a new thing. Uh, you gotta keep him <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Honest, mister, he's this way all the time. What a joker. Oh, uh, look, about that girl. Franny? Yeah, Franny. What seems to be the trouble? Well, that's hard to say, pal. Maybe she just found out she ain't no dinosaur, and she sure ain't. Tommy, <laughs> you killed me. Uh, seriously, fella. <laughs> fella, why would a girl break up that way in the middle of her number and start to cry? Uh, could be she got a cinder in her eye. But just to make sure, I'll go ask her. See you later, Tommy. Come on, fella. How's about buying a girl a drink? Oh, sure, sure, in a minute. Um, about this Franny. Look, do we have to talk about her? I, I thought you came in here for some fun. Maybe I get my fun wondering about people. What time is the next floor show? Next one's at two, then four. Oh, they're not kidding about this all-night business. And still another one at daylight. She's singing all of them? How should I know? She missed most of the 12 o'clock show. Just got here for that last number. Any idea where she lives? A room in house around an eerie street. Know the number? 391... You know, you ask an awful lot of questions. Well, that's my business. I'm a reporter, Randy Stone. I might have known it. Look, you're, you're not going to bother her tonight, are you? Of all nights? Tonight? This is the night that Charlie Dane is being executed down at Joliet. What's that got to do with her? Well, how would you feel? Look, Mr. Stone, she's human. This is the night her boyfriend's going to die. <laughs> I went up to the front of the bar to a phone booth and called the paper. There was something about this in the back of my mind somewhere. Something I ought to remember but couldn't. I had the girl on the board put me through to Gabby in the library. Library. Oh, hello, Gabby. This is Randy. Yeah, Randy. Uh, what have you got on the Charlie Dana case? Still a little early, Randy. Execution's not set until 1.30. No, no. I mean old stuff. File right here, Randy. Dug it out earlier for background. Good. Anything on a girl named Fran Fowler? Yeah, let's see. Charlie Dana, small-time gambler, killed a guy named Danelli. Oh, yes, yes. I remember that. A gambling beat. Execution originally set for November, but he got a couple of months' stay. Oh, here she is, Fran Fowler. Singer in a nightclub. Was supposed to be his alibi, but the DA blew her up on the witness stand. She admitted she wasn't positive, but when she'd been out with the Oh, yeah, yeah, that was it. I knew it was something. Anything more? Oh, details, Randy, details. Okay, Gabby, thanks. I'll catch up with you. Oh, Mason. Excuse me, were you waiting to use the phone? Uh, no, I was uh, waiting to talk to you. Why, certainly, but this time, no jokes, if you don't mind. I'm expecting a headache. <laughs> You're not funny, Stone. Who are you talking to? Well... Isn't that uh, kind of my business? Uh, Peggy says you're a reporter. Yes, of a sort. You were asking about Fran, where she lived? That's right. You've got to let her alone, see? You printed enough about her. Uh, just a minute, Mason. Those are my lapels that you're hanging on to. Peggy shouldn't have given you Fran's address. I don't want you bothering her. I said let go of my lapels, funny man, or something's liable to explode in your face. <coughs> now, you stay out of my way or I'll ruffle that shiny hair. Where are you going? See about a cinder in a lady's eye. You're not going to see her. I won't let you. Can't you see this whole thing's driving her crazy? Tommy, believe me, I'm not interested in harming her or anyone. I'm just a guy trying to do a job. Now, if you'll step out of my way... You're not going there. I won't let you. I won't let Sorry, you. I you won't let you. Sorry, did you ask for it? 
my, my, that's a real nervous fella. Now that he'd made such an issue out of it, going around to see Fran follow is a definite must on my schedule. I picked up my car and drove over to Erie Street. 391 wasn't much different from any of the rest of the rooming houses on the block. I got the number of her room from the mailbox and started down the dingy corridor to room 8. I knocked at the door, but there was no answer. I knocked again, and then I smelled gas. Hey, anyone in there? Miss Fowler! Fran! I put my shoulder to the door, and the flimsy lock snapped open. I rushed into the gas-filled room, holding my breath until I could smash open a window and let in some air. And then I saw Fran Fowler, the girl from the park, lying across the bed. And on a table beside her, one of those two burner gas stoves with both jets wide open. I turned them off and started shaking the girl. Miss Fowler, Franny, come on, get up. You gotta get out of here. Look, am I gonna have to carry you? Put me down. You little fool, this room is filled with gas. My, my purse. Where? On the table. Okay, I've got it. Oh. Fine thing with a gun in it. Give that to me. Outside, baby, outside. It was six seconds flat when we hit the sidewalk in the fresh air. I put Fran in the front seat of my car and then ran around and climbed in behind the wheel. I headed out to Sheridan Road along the lake. The cool, clean air felt good in my lungs and I could see Fran drinking it in, realizing now how close she'd been. I didn't make her talk until we were a long way out of town. And I pulled over to the beach side of the road and killed my motor. We, uh, seem to keep bumping into each other in the strangest places tonight. I... I guess I should say thanks. No, no, not at all. I'm the one who should say thanks. I still haven't returned your matches. Please don't make fun of me. No, I'm not. You see, I know now who you are. Charlie Dana's girl, why don't you say it? In my book, you're just a kid I met in the park. What time is it? It's quarter to two. Then... Yes, it's probably all over by now. Like me to turn on the radio and... No. No, I, I don't want to hear about it. You must love him an awful lot. Love him? I despise him. Dis... But still you were willing to alibi for him on a murder charge? I wasn't. I, I told him I wasn't sure of the time I was out with him, but... He made me say it was the exact hour when the man was killed. Didn't you realize you might have been perjuring yourself? I didn't lie. I just didn't remember. It might have been like he said. When you're not sure, what else can you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you happen to get mixed up with him? I, I didn't know anybody when I first came here. I was lonesome. And he was nice to you? He was. A lot more decent than most of the men who want to take you out when you're working in a club. And why do you hate him now? I didn't know what he did and... A lot of people gamble. I didn't think too much about it. Then we got to going out evenings between shows at the club on my nights off. And the killing happened when you and he were supposed to have been out someplace together? That's what he said. He wasn't arrested until a few weeks after the... the trouble. I couldn't remember if I'd been with him during that particular time or not. Well, it's all over now. You did what you had to. That's about all any of us can do. But you've got to forget about it. Put it out of your mind. There's nothing more to worry about. Oh, that's just it. You don't understand. There is. What are you talking about? He promised. He promised, and I know he'll keep his promise. He promised what? I, I want to see him in prison. In the death house? I had to. I wanted him to understand, but he said I tricked him. What, by telling the truth on the witness stand? He said I double-crossed him, and, but now he, he didn't care. Why would he say that? He said he didn't care because the night he died, I would die. And I'm afraid. You are listening to Nightbeat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. This was real. This was no act. The sound she made it tear you to pieces, like some pitifully frightened animal who'd lost everything in the world. I let her cry it out. After all those months of strain, she'd have to get it out of her system. He said the night he died, I'd die. Sure, sure. So you were scared. Who wouldn't be? 
But don't you see, that's just a cruel boast made by a cheap hoodlum who's trying to hurt you, make you feel responsible for his own plight. But he meant it, I know he did. Well, maybe he did at the time, but you've got nothing to worry about now. You had nothing to do with it. He paid for his own crime. Now he's dead, and you're still alive. He'll keep his promise. How can he? He's dead. I, I, I know you think I'm crazy. No, 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 no. But has anyone really tried to harm you? Oh, but this... This wasn't the night he was supposed to... Yes, I know. The execution was originally set for November. It was that night in November. I, I hadn't been afraid before. I, I thought it was like you said, because he was bitter. But all that day, I was upset. I, I told him at the club I couldn't work, and late in the afternoon, I got a note from Peggy saying, why didn't I go out to her cabin at the dunes for a couple of days? Nobody would bother me, no reporters, and I, I could get a good rest. So I, I, I drove out there that evening. It was quiet. Nothing around. Just empty sand dunes and her cabin all alone on the edge of the lake. I, I called Peggy at the club to let her know I got in all right. Where are you calling from? Why, from your place. My apartment? No, your cabin. At the dunes? I was swell of you, Peggy, to let me come out here. Well, of course, Franny. You're welcome to use the place, but I, I don't quite know what you mean. Well, your note this afternoon telling me to come out here. I didn't write you any notes. Oh, come on, Peggy, you did. You even told me where the key would be under the flower pot. But, kid, that's where we always keep it. Everybody knows that. Peggy, I, I... Now, don't worry about it, kid. One of the girls probably sent you the note and just hasn't had a chance to tell me about it yet. I should have thought of it myself no, in the first place. No, no, wait, Peggy. I'm scared. Well, what in the world else? You remember what I told you about what... what Charlie said the last time I saw him? Prison? It was about tonight that he said when he died... Cut I... it, Franny. Now, cut it before you drive yourself Peggy, back. I'm all alone and I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Franny, you've got to hang up right away. You shouldn't be out there all alone tonight. Get in your car and come back to town as fast as you can. I'll, I'll wait for you here. All right, Peggy. All right. I hung up the phone and ran out of the house to my car. I turned on the ignition key and stepped on the starter. It wouldn't start. My car wouldn't start. I looked at the gas gauge. Empty. Somebody had drained the gas out of my car. I got out in a panic and started toward the highway. But there was a car out there. Parked behind a big sand dune. I turned and ran back to the house. It was like some crazy, frightening nightmare. I didn't know what I was doing, but somehow I managed to get inside and lock the door. And then suddenly I was at the telephone. Operator? Operator, answer me. Operator, you've got to answer. I want the police. Operator, please help me. Someone... Operator! It was no use. The line was dead. While I was outside, someone had pulled the wires away from the wall. Crawled over to the window. Looked out to the highway. There was a car out there. Its lights were on. But as I looked, they went out. And now, I was alone, in the dark, with him out there. I, I must have passed out. When I came to, it was morning, and, and Peggy was there. She and Tommy had driven out after the club closed to, to find me. But you see, you didn't die that night. But neither did he. Could have been your imagination, you know, this man in the car. No, no, no. The news about this day of execution was on the radio. The man in the car must have heard it and gone away. Did you call the police? They didn't believe me. Just because I'm a nightclub singer, they said I was trying to get publicity. How about the car not starting and the telephone being dead? According to them, my car was just out of gas, and I must have pulled the telephone wires off the wall myself. In the panic you were in, you could have. But I didn't. I tell you, I didn't. All right, all right. Anyway, it's tonight that we're concerned with. I don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. Well, if it's true, this fear you have, you've got to find it out tonight. If you don't, it'll haunt you the rest of your life. Oh, I know, I know, but how? You've got to go back to your room. Oh, no, I'm afraid. I'll be with you. I've still got your gun, remember? By the way, what were you going to do with that? I... I didn't have the nerve to use it. 
Even on myself. Well, if anything is going to happen, it'll happen tonight. Not tomorrow or any time after that, but tonight. We'll go back to your place now and wait. Until it's daylight. I drove Fran back to the rooming house on Erie Street. There were no lights on anywhere in the building. We tiptoed down the empty corridor to Fran's room, listened at the door a minute, and went in. The door closed all right, but it wouldn't lock. I must have sprung it when I forced the door. We settled down and waited. For what? Once I thought I heard steps on the sidewalk far out front. It was that still. And then I did hear steps, slowly coming down the hall. There's someone... in the hall. Keep it down. He stopped outside the door. Don't move. Who's that knocking at my door? Who's that knocking at my door? Who's that knocking at Go ahead, kid. Go ahead. You got it coming. I'm sorry. I'm all right now. Nothing to be sorry about. I was kind of scared myself. It's a funny thing about fear. It's catching. Look out the window. It's almost light. And this all night has gone for good. You see? It was all in your mind. Things you were frightened of. It was nothing, really. You won't be afraid if I go now. No. I've caused you an awful lot of trouble. Oh, now, you cut that out or you'll get me going. And the kids at the club, I, I guess I should go back there and let them know I'm all right. What the doctor ordered for you is a little shut-eye. I'll stop by on my way and give them the word. Good night. Good night. Oh, here's your gun. You might want to pawn it for a couple of pair of nylons. Yes, a real nice tomato-type tomato, as the funny man at the club would say. On the way over, I got thinking about him and that girl, Peggy. Come to think of it, that was one point Fran had forgotten to clear up for me about the note that sent her out to Peggy's cabin at the dunes that night. Yeah, my mind wouldn't let go of that. When I got to the club, it was daylight, and they were folding up the joint, and Peggy was sitting alone at the bar. Well... You got a nerve coming back here after... How's your boyfriend? He's not my boyfriend. It's a figure of speech. Where is he? He just left. Okay, I'll settle for you. If you don't mind, it's a little late for small talk, mister. Okay, I'll give it to you fast. It's about that note you wrote to Fran Fowler last November on the night Charlie Dana was supposed to die. What note? (laughs) A little late for small talk, remember? I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know anything about a note inviting Fran to stay out at your place at the dunes? I told her. I didn't know who wrote it. Were you telling the truth? Yes. Yes, I was. Okay, okay. Maybe you were. But you found out later who wrote it, didn't you? No, I... Now, tell me the truth. Or would you rather tell the police? All right. I did find out, but it wasn't like you think. Well, who was it? Tommy. Tommy Mason. Tommy Mason? The funny man? His idea of a joke, no doubt. A hilarious joke that might have scared a poor kid to death. No, no, you're wrong. It wasn't a joke. Well, then why? Why did he do it? Because he's in love with her. He made me swear I wouldn't tell her. He he wanted to wait until the time when she needed him, and and then he'd tell her himself. Until she needed him? That's How was he going to make her need him? Use a condemned murderer's empty threat to frighten her out of her sanity so she'd need him? Is he crazy? He is where Fran's concerned. Where is he? I don't know. He's been like a maniac all night since you left here. After every show, he's gone over to Fran's place looking for her. He's crazy jealous. Jealous? Of whom? Of you. He thought she was with you. What if she were? This was the night. This was the night he was sure she would need him, and instead she turned to you. Don't you see? Yes, I do now. Thanks. It was only about a half mile to Franz, but it seemed more like 20 miles until I turned off Clark up Erie Street and slammed into the curb. There was no one on the street. I was hoping he'd walked and I'd pass him on the way, but there was no one. I ran down the narrow hall, not daring to think what I'd find, and I flung open the door. Are you alone? Well, you... You're frightened. Are you alone? 
Well, yes, I've been sitting here since you left. I'm too tired to undress. Come on, let's get out of here. Grab your coat. But Never where? mind, never mind, never mind. I'll tell you on the way. I shoved Fran out the door and we started cautiously back down the hall. We got about halfway when I grabbed her arm. The front door was opening slowly and a man made a dark silhouette against the gray light of the dawn. It was the funny man. The man with the slick, shiny hair and the permanent smile and the fast jokes. Only the smile was gone and he had a gun in his hand. Keep coming. Keep coming. We started towards him slowly. Tommy. Tommy, it was you. You who were going to kill me. You didn't know. You didn't know that I had a heart, too, just like Charlie Dana did. Tommy, you never told me. You never let me. You didn't need me. You would have laughed at me like you laughed at my jokes. It couldn't have been you at the dunes that night. I followed you out there. And then drove back to the club. No, Tommy, no. You were lonesome, but you didn't need me. You needed Charlie Dana. I thought if you were afraid, you'd need me. And then you were afraid, but still you didn't need me. But I'd make you need me. I'd make you. Step by step, we moved closer. Keep I could see his face twisted with jealousy and hate, his eyes wild, as though a spark might make him explode. And tonight, when you were afraid and should have needed me, you didn't. You turned to him. Tommy, please. But now you need me. Now that I have my finger on this trigger, you need me more than you've ever needed anyone in your life. You need me. You need me, Fanny. You need me. Say it. Say you need me. <laughs> I, I can't shoot. I can't shoot. He started to shake, and I ran forward to grab his gun. Look out. Drop it, drop it. It's all right. I've got the gun. I can't. Is, is he hurt? Not to what he will be. Get up, funny man. No. Don't be too hard on him. He didn't realize... No, no, I... I guess maybe he didn't. It's funny, isn't it? You never really know what's going on in some of the best combed heads. Well, that's the way it goes. A little later than usual this morning... The day shift has already moved in and let the night crew wander off to their own private little beds. Well, at least I got to see the sun come up. And here I sit, still trying to make it all add up. But no matter how I figure it, the only answer I get is, you never know about people. <laughs> but bless them, maybe that's why we love them. See that man walking towards you with a smile on his face? What's he smiling about? Or is it just so you won't notice how he's screaming inside? <laughs> Ooh, the trouble with me is I haven't had my coffee yet. Copy, boy. Night Beat, a dramatic series stars Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. Night Beat is edited by Larry Marcus and directed by Warren Lewis. Music by Frank Worth. The part of Fran was played by Joan Banks. Paul Dubov played Tommy. Others in the cast were Georgia Ellis, Ken Christie, and Carol Richards. Frank Lovejoy will next be seen in Milton Sperling's production, Rock Bottom, released by Warner Brothers. Throughout the week, NBC brings you the best adventure mystery dramas on the air. You'll hear action-packed, fast-moving plots to hold your interest right up to the smashing climax on such thrilling programs as Big Town. Mr. District Attorney, The Big Story, and Dragnet, every week on most of these NBC stations. On Dragnet, you'll hear documented cases from the Los Angeles police files. The Big Story brings you true tales from the front pages of America's newspapers. Mr. District Attorney, the champion of the people, takes you through an exciting episode in the conviction of a criminal. And tomorrow night on Big Town, you'll hear crusading editor Steve Wilson crack down on the forces of evil. For the best high-tension dramas here, NBC's great mystery and adventure programs.
Listen next week at this same time and every week as Randy Stone searches through the city for the strange stories waiting for him in the darkness. The stories that come out of the shadows to find their way into Nightbeat. Now, stay tuned for Brian Donlevy as a soldier of fortune on Dangerous Assignment on NBC. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.